not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all truckers up in here. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, the weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn, and I'm here with... Mella. Josh. And Lacey. Before we get started, we just want to give a thank you to all of our listeners for sticking with us, for putting up with our opinions and our fights. As always, we would love if you took a moment and followed us rated us on apple podcast those reviews help so much we love the engagement find us on instagram and twitter at cinephile attack and if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com we love ya what's up guys hello what's up guess what what tell me We got to 50 motherfucking episodes, you guys. Yeah, we did it. This is our 50th episode. I don't know how we got here, but we did it. And somehow, (laughs) miraculously, we're all still friends. Right. Right. Yeah, we're all still friends. I thought we were shit. (laughs) (laughs) I like you, Lacey. I like you, This is a recorded intervention, Lacey. (laughs) We really did that shit. Good. We're up in here. I only regret a few things that I've said on the mic, which is awesome. Let's Most of the time, I don't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Lay all your regrets down right now. I just black out, and I say something, and I hope you catch it in post production. So thanks. Do I usually catch it? I think so. I haven't been arrested yet, so. <laughs> so for fifty episodes. There are not many things that we can agree on, as Mm. you can probably tell. Mm. But the one thing that we do all have in common, us 90s babies, is that we love the Disney Renaissance. You! So that's all we're doing today. We're going to dedicate this entire episode to the Disney Renaissance. It's, It's funny because there have been times going back in the beginning of the production of the show where we wanted to bring this movie or that movie. But as we say behind the scenes, we try to avoid love fest. And I think many of the movies from this era would end up being just that. So we're going to talk about them. We're going to celebrate them. But of course, we have to do it the cinephile way. So we will be fighting and it will be polite and no. cordial uh, and to the death mature <laughs> so for those of you who do not know which i'm sure is no one the disney renaissance is a 10-year period it was from 1989 to 1999 where the walt disney feature animation studios started to make critically and commercially successful films 10 films uh one was their first ever sequel and then nine other movies that were all for the most part adaptations whether it was of you know fables shakespeare what have you uh and they were all for the most part musicals kind of ready made to be broadway shows i think they all with the exception of three were or are going to be musicals 
that's a lot. That's a lot. They were just kind of ready made to go on stage. Between all 10 of these movies, we have 13 Academy Awards, 25 Annie Awards, 17 Grammys, five singles that went certified gold, and one song that went certified platinum. Dang. That's a lot of street cred. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When I walk down the street, if someone's going to come up to me and be like, who the fuck do you think you are? And I'll, I'll pull out my certified gold plaque. And they're like, be on your way, sir. And I'm like, thank you. You have like the whole framed gold yeah. record? Yeah. Yeah. In, In my pocket. Pack. In my fanny pack. That's why you got that dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the people that have never seen Josh now have this idea. Josh is that he just has the massive Mrs. Incredible huge. style. Just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tiniest waist, hugest dump truck. Before we get going. So the 10, the 10 films that were made during this period, we have starting with The Little Mermaid, The Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan in 1999. Before the fighting starts, let's hear what your favorite of these movies are. There's 10 of them. What's your favorite? My absolute favorite is Beauty and the Beast. This is my favorite movie of all time, not just with Disney. Um, Obsessed! Like, since (laughs) I was a little girl, I have this vivid memory of... So when I was little, I had these like bell earrings that I'm sure a lot of little girls did. And I did not want to take them off. And one of them got infected and I could only wear one. And so I have a picture somewhere at my mom's house of a school picture of me wearing just one bell earring because I was dedicated. Okay, (laughs) So I love this movie from the score to the characters. I, I just... It's Beauty and the Beast. You can't say anything bad about it. And I will not hear it today. We, no one would. You could you couldn't. You could. You can you cannot. Um I'm going to jump right in next because my favorite is also You see Beauty and the Beast. I obviously don't remember seeing it in the theater because I was a wee little one. My parents said that they took me to the theater as as a toddler over nine times to see Beauty and the Beast in theaters because I was so, like, enraptured by it. If you know toddlers, you know they do not sit still for more than three seconds. They are constantly fidgeting, moving, figuring their bodies out, and they're never quiet. And for a full hour and a half, I would sit in my seat and not move, just starstruck by the magic that was happening on the screen. And I still feel that way to this day about this movie. I will get into it more later. But I think it's a combination of the way the story is presented and Alan Menken's otherworldly score. You could take out all of the speaking and just listen to the music and know exactly what was happening the whole way through. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very operatic in that way. You can't say shit. You can't say shit. Ride or die, Beauty and the Beast. Let's go, Mella. Let's go. Again, you could say shit. I Josh, want this to be clear. Let's move on. He's really trying. Let's move on. I just don't want it. To... Okay, my favorite. Uh, <laughs> this movie should not have worked. 
it is a movie about ancient Greece where almost none of the storylines are accurate to Greek mythology. This movie about ancient Greek mythology is narrated by a gospel choir. It's got absurd references to other Disney movies and a total bastardization of its entire source material. But Hercules hits so goddamn hard. So good. Every second of that movie is a masterpiece. From opening credit to closing credit. I'm either welling up with tears, I'm dancing, or I'm smiling along. To this day, Lacey and I just watched it before we decided to do this a couple weeks ago on a whim. Holds up. I do not remember crying during Hercules. And I was a fucking sobbing mess this shit we watched it is so good (laughs) every second of hercules is incredible it's my favorite aladdin's a close second i think growing up i liked aladdin more but for the last 10 to 15 years been a herc all day baby (laughs) (laughs) um so no surprise to my three co-hosts but maybe people who don't know me the lion king is one of if not my favorite film of all time um, it's on my body. If you know, you know. If you don't, try to find it. Oh, God. Uh, he's, got a, <laughs> he's got the transcript of the movie tattooed on his back. Start to finish. Start to finish. All the Swahili just down my back. Um, <laughs> Hit him with a Beyonce yeah. spirit one time. No! <laughs> uh, my father's a pastor, and there's something about this movie that I related to growing up in the shadow of of your father who has this really important position and just the kind of subtle pressure to live up to that. There's something about the father-son relationship and my relationship with my father that just resonates really hard with me, which is to say nothing of the score of the characters of the songs. Hans Zimmer was in his motherfucking bag Mm. when he did this. Elton John, James Earl Jones, I've heard people say that they don't like or don't get the Lion King, and I don't what? talk to those people. <laughs> right? Who the fuck are those people? It's not to get. Yeah, it's it just is. I I know it has you know the Shakespearean influence, and and they're borrowing heavily from Hamlet. Um, I don't care. The Lion King is <laughs> the bee's knees. So fucking good. Yeah, everything was so nice. Let's stay here for a moment. Oh, my God. (laughs) Breathe. Okay. So, uh, as you've probably heard from our best of the decade, movies and performances, uh, what did we just do? The Oscars. Uh, We like to do a few rounds of elimination, and we're going to do a few categories with the Disney Renaissance. This is probably the toughest elimination that we're going to have. Because... For all five of these categories, four of these choices are going in, and only one is going to survive. Which is nuts. Which is you nuts. guys, I'm already itchy. I like yeah. I can't. So with that, I want to lay a disclaimer that we love all of these movies. There is no right or wrong answer, but this list is going to be the right answer. Oh my god. Oh. So Jesus. any and all <laughs> any and all results will not be contested, but you can add us at Cinephile Attack and tell us that we're wrong because um, there's going to be some choices. Shall we start? Yeah, let's just get into it. Oh my let's God. do it. <clears throat> Four choices go in. 
one choice comes out, we're going to have a, a voting round at the end of each discussion. Pitch your choice as best as you can. Mm. And let's do it. Order so for each round no has been decided. It's fair. It's just unlike what's about to happen. <laughs> First category is the best opening from the Disney Renaissance. I've been chosen to go first. I struggled, but then I didn't struggle. And then I watched it yesterday. And there's no way I could not choose Circle of Life. It just is the opening of Disney. It's epic, it is emotional, it is iconic. Every single person you know, when they hear those first few opening notes with the sun rising, you know exactly what you're talking about. You know exactly what movie they're referencing. How many times do people hold their dogs in the air (laughs) and mimic Rafiki holding Simba and Pride Rock? It sets the scene, it sets the tone. Every single character in the movie is an animal. Nobody says anything, but <laughs> Lebo M is just wailing across the track. Julie the Lebo M from took... Rent? <laughs> Don't. Don't. And then Julie Taymor took that, put it on stage, and it still works. It hits. Christ. If you have seen The Lion King on Broadway, which I feel like every single person ever has, that opening still resonates with you. So the circle of life is my choice for the best opening. Okay. The opposite of shocked that you picked that. That's a good answer. Mine, if we're talking about epic, we're talking about setting the scene, setting the tone for the movie you're about to to watch. I don't think a movie does that more successfully than the bells of Notre Dame from the hunchback of oh. Notre Dame. The song is is I'm going to be saying this word a lot. Sorry, is a masterpiece. The song is incredible. The 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 artistic direction of this opening shot, the way it sweeps you through Notre Dame, the way it crescendos with the music, it establishes the world almost immediately. It establishes the theming, the tone, both of of the movie as a whole of how kind of dark it is, but it also establishes the musical tone of how grand all of these songs are going to be, and it's so good. That final note full body goosebumps i've heard it 400 times and it doesn't matter the final note in bells of notre dame gives me full body chills every time that's my submission for best opening that was my choice but i could not pick circle of life but bells of notre dame was my choice let's go so good it's It's so so damn good man well i have a greek mythology told by five Beautiful voices of women of color opening Hercules. We are the muses, goddesses of the arts, and proclaimers of heroes. Heroes like Hercules. Honey, you mean Hercules. I'd like to make some sweet music. Our story actually begins long before Hercules. 
many eons ago. Back when the world was new. I don't think I appreciated as a kid how good the opening of Hercules actually is because we're introduced to the story with this narration at the beginning and it leads us up to believe, oh, okay, we're going to get another retelling of a Greek story only to be interrupted by our five muses. We get all of the exposition that we need ahead of time. We know who the Titans are. We know who Zeus and Hades are. We know all the information and we're getting it in a bright, colorful, and lyrically stunning way. I also have to highlight the animation in this because we start out with these blue muted gray tones that match kind of the low, you know, narration of Zeus introducing our story and everything is instantly broken up as soon as the muses start singing. They break out of their vase and start walking down the stairs. Everything becomes violet and pink and orange and the animation style changes and we're seeing mythic creatures, <laughs> these mythic women. What am I trying to say? You're on a roll. I don't know. I, I thought it know. worked. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing these goddesses step out of the regular storytelling that we're really used to up until this point as far as Disney movies go. They're breaking the fourth wall. They're talking to us like they're our friends. I, it makes me smile. Like I've had a huge stupid smile on my face throughout telling all of this. So my vote for best opening goes to The Muses and Hercules. Ah, no surprise here. <laughs> my best opening is from Beauty and the Beast. This fucking opening, you guys, gives me chills every time. Like, every and time. Every fucking time. The narrator's voice mixed with the music, obviously, and the whole stained glass windows. All of the characters are in the stained glass up until like later that I love so fucking much because it never really comes back again. It's literally just that opening. And even from them showing the castle, ah, I just get chills. It's just gorgeous. I feel like there's something about it that because later it goes into like a kind of a dark blues and grays, it's still so colorful in the beginning. And then it goes right into showing how dark it is. And then immediately into Belle. Ah, love it. That's my vote. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> okay. These are all so good. Y'all got to get used to it because all five of these are going to be so good. There's, yeah. I know. This is the hardest thing we've ever had to do. There's no bad choices. I got one that I think is already out for me. What's we can't up? vote for ourselves, right? Yeah. No. We are we discussing or are we just voting? No, we're discussing. Yeah, okay. And at the end, we will have a vote. You cannot vote for yourself. I will say I knew what Mela's was going to be. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick a different one because I knew we would have the same choice. Beauty and the Beast would be number one for Mel and I for all of these. We're branching oh, out. Yes. Branching out. I have to say a few things about all of your choices. One, bravo. Two, Mela, the opening of Beauty and the Beast. I literally used to say, before I met Josh, when I was a young lady, I used to say, I dream about meeting somebody who makes me feel the way the first three bars of the Beauty and the Beast introduction make me feel. the That resonating bass with all of those trinkling chimes. I mean, that goes right back to 
And you know what? You did. Good job. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I still feel the same way. That's so. cute as shit. That's Knocked cool. it out of the park, babe. That shot of the castle through the forest. I love it. Bells of Notre Dame. You cannot argue that that is a flawless opening. You just mm-hmm. can't. From so top to bottom, everything about it is perfect. Rashan, I love Circle of Life. But you really swayed me with your presentation of it is the opening of Disney. Those notes and the sunrise is at the opening of every promo that Disney mm-hmm. did in during the Renaissance and after. The sun rising with those notes. Circle of Life is Disney's opening credits. So that's... Whew. Now, with that, though, the, what... Go, go, do your worst, go. Do we have to have the conversation of oversaturation? If I see one more shitty Instagram post of someone holding their ugly poodle above their head just because they're standing <laughs> on a rock. Well, I, you can make that argument, but don't be upset if it comes back to bite you later. The Renaissance is full of oversaturation. Your boy's getting unconventional from here on out. Trust me. Okay, okay. I think we cannot hold the original accountable for the influence that it has later. Okay, that's, uh, come that's on. A good, that's a good rebuttal. So now I'll move to Mela. Um, <laughs> I could probably line up 100 people and yeah. show them the first five seconds of the opening of Beauty and the Beast. I would guess at least 25% of them wouldn't know what it is. Not true. You, ha- you, ca- you got to stop thinking like a super fan. And you said it yourself. We don't see any of that ever again. Beauty and the Beast opening is so self-contained that it's its own entity. And I don't think that's a plus for me because there are a lot of people, myself when I was a kid included, that just assumed Beauty and the Beast started with Bonjour. If, that's because you weren't paying attention. That's no. on you. About that. That's because <laughs> the beginning is not Beauty and the Beast. It's its own thing. Beauty and the Beast is so is, is such a specific movie the way all of these are. I'll get to you in a second, babe. That uh, <laughs> that the opening is so different, and it is beautiful. The, and it's a great score, and it's a great opening f- for a stage musical because it's got it's got a, a light motif, and it it it, it shows you and and plays for you the themes of the of the soundtrack and the score. But it's a it's different than the movie if you started beauty and the beast with bonjour i don't think the movie would change well i i do want to say that it's called bell (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) but to go back to josh's side i think what you're describing which is what it's called is the prologue it's a prologue if you want to separate that from the movie for the sake of this argument I will side with Josh. What are you doing? I know. <laughs> what are you doing, Seb, bro? <laughs> the fuck? But what you just said was so, like, touched my heart, Lacey. But also, you said that this was one of the, it was groundbreaking for its fourth wall breaking. But I don't think so, because both Aladdin and Hunchback before this have narrators that break the fourth wall. Lacey, come on. Yes, but. Rashawn, I agree with you. It's been done before, but it's never been done to where I felt like I was in on it. The The muses do such a good job 
one, the friendship between the five of them is so unique and Mm -hmm. special and you know exactly who all five of them are and what they mean to each other. You automatically feel like I'm not an audience member watching this. I'm a friend in On the Gossip Mm -hmm. now. And that is what was exciting to me. Wrapping back to Josh's argument about Beauty and the Beast, it does come back in the final shot. In the Mm -hmm. ending, we get the stained glass again and we get Belle incorporated into it. So it is all tied together and we do need it. That's an epilogue, though. It is a 10 out of 10 fairy tale opening. It 100%. completely is. And Stop I feel like your argument I am not of... here in... What? I just said, I said you're... the circle of life. What's up? Your argument of asking people if they would know out of a lineup, I feel like they absolutely would know it because that is so specific to the movie. Not all of these 10 movies in this renaissance have that. So they would be like, oh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Even though they could have not seen the rest of the movie, but they're going to see that part. Let me rephrase it then. If I go up to people and say, how does Beauty and the Beast open? You can't deny that a lot of people would probably say it opens with Belle. I don't think so. I think that prologue is iconic. Mm-hmm. I-, I agree. I I agree with both. I think a lot of people would Mandela affect it and they'd say, oh, Belle is the opening of Beauty and the Beast. But that doesn't take away how iconic that opening is because I, but also the four of us are obsessed. So that's what yes. I think. You got to step out of the shoes of, of <sighs> super fans. Can we ha- call? Someone but if in, we're like, if we're what? doing the lineup and it's close your eyes, I'm going to play the first five seconds of this opening. Tell me what movie it is. The Lion King wins hands down. Okay, you but know, Rashawn. Hercules is close. Hercules is close in that one. Okay, bum, but bum, Rashawn. Bum. Yes. What? else happens in the opening other than the iconic music and us watching animals walk around for five minutes what does something else need to happen no but that's what i'm saying is like there's not a lot of action there's not a lot it's just kind of we're sitting there and we're watching it and it's very beautiful it looks great but there's not a lot of audience the song itself is describing the plot of the movie and it yes. calls, like Beauty and the Beast, calls back to itself in the final moments of the film where they have Kiara. And baby Simba. Baby Simba okay. to I'm his talking about, I'm talking about from when the sun comes up and, uh-huh. we, see, and we see the animals waking up. Oh, okay. Yes. We're here. Okay. Then we have two and a half minutes until we get to Mufasa and not, no. Sarabi. <laughs> Sarabi and yes. Simba and Rafiki. We have all of the, we have a lot of time, uh-huh. I'm just saying, with characters that we don't really get to see again or know again. If if we're talking about opening up the movie to tell you about the movie, this is the opening of the movie, here's the movie, for lack of a better term, exposition, Hercules wins. Gospel Truth gives you everything you need to know out I of the game. I disagree. Not, not better than Hunchback, because it takes... Gospel Truth Part 1, 2, and 3 to get that entire story. <laughs> uh, Bells true. of Notre Dame, Clopin tells you everything in a tight five minutes. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I Listen, Gospel Truth is mine, and I think Bells of Notre Dame does Bells of Notre Dame. You get the hero. You get the hero. You get the conflict. You get the villain who is so incredibly uh, complex. Frollo's. You, you get, we'll get we'll all get of that in five minutes set to this 
orchestral choir narration. It's perfect, it's, man. I was mainly debating between the two of you because ain't nobody said anything negative about my choice yet. So I was just trying to stir the pot. Well, I think your argument that you threw at Mel, people Hmm. definitely would not know Bells of Notre Dame off the one beat, Not off the screen. No. Because because the opening... Uh, so like, so why uh, is it why is it people off the, the street for me minutes. but super fans for you, Mel? Because my choice is better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just vote. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want we got, to. We got four other. We got four other categories. Okay. Let's just <sighs> okay. Fucking do okay. It. So let's go backwards. If you backwards. had to, he just wants to vote last. I do want to vote last. Okay. We'll do that for every round. We'll go backwards. So the, the last person to state their choice is the first person to vote. And this so we're is to, voting for who's in, yes. Okay. Who's in, and you cannot vote for yourself, and only one is going through. Only one is. So vote for who you want to go through. That's it. Okay. My vote for best opening goes to Circle of Life. My vote goes for Beauty and the Beast. Uh-oh, mine goes to Hunt, uh, Hercules. I almost said Hunchback. Mine goes to Hercules, the gospel truth. What is happening right now? Oh, my goodness. Rishabh, what's yours? That means I have to decide. Well, no, what was your choice, though? Before you pick one, what was your choice? Notre Dame. So we're at a 4-4 split, y'all. <laughs> Starting strong. Oh, okay, then, 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 same vote order. We have to eliminate one. Eliminate let's one. Work, yeah, let's work our let's work our way down. I'm eliminating one. Yes. Yeah. Notre Dame. <sighs> She's never seen it, has she? I have. Nope. I literally just saw it. What's yeah, the main character's it. name? Quasi. She can't even say his name. Quasi. <laughs> last name Moto. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen it. It's Notre Dame. I gotta eliminate Circle of Life. Oh shit. Oh shit. Lacey. That is, <laughs> that is oh not something I expected. I can't at all. I can't get rid of Beauty and the Beast. I can't get rid can I eliminate myself? Because I would out of these four, I would eliminate myself. No, you said it. Josh, Whoa. we're moving on. Here's the thing, I think our eliminations are gonna split because I would take out Beauty and the Beast. I would eliminate I I would eliminate Beauty and the Beast. <gasps> it can start with Belle and it's the same move. I'm gagged. Let's move on. Let's move it on. Move no, it on. now we have to re-vote with ah! only the three. What are the three now? The Gospel Truth, Bells of Notre Dame, or Circle of Life. All right, so we're, we're voting again? I'm still voting for Circle You're... of Life. Okay. Lacey. It's Lacey. You have the deciding vote now. Well, I vote... Bells of Notre Dame. I vote gospel truth again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Rashawn, um, I can't believe you. We're going to talk off the mic. Say it, Rashawn. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe this is happening right now. Say it. I vote for Bells of Notre Dame. I cannot believe the two best. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listeners, um, go ahead and at Josh Better. No, it's Lacey's fault. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. No. I mean, you also, you also eliminated, you also eliminated Beauty and the Beast. You're not getting away scot free either. I did it because she did it. What 
whatever. Mine was definitely a revenge vote. I'm not even gonna lie. All right, I know it was. that's hey. how we're playing it. See that's how up. we're playing it. Let's I cannot believe go. you eliminated Circle of Life. Also, uh. hey, don't be so mad because you were about to bring in bells too. I know, but how can you not vote for Circle? I don't understand. Okay, the Bells of Notre Dame is our best opening of the Disney Renaissance. What the hell? Goddamn right it is. <laughs> I mean, it's really fucking good. It's it's, really a, it's incredible. Good. I just it's incredible. Think it was gonna win. If you're yelling at us right now through your iPhone or <laughs> or your radio, <laughs> just go watch it. It's incredible. It's just like block me. You don't have to at at me. You just just block me and get it over <laughs> with. I'm sorry. At me. You can at me because I want to scream at this at the Simba tattoo. Ah! <laughs> At me, dude. I live for the drama. Oh, my God. At Josh Vetter on Twitter. We're moving on. Okay. Let me hear it. Let me fucking hear it. Category number two is the best ending of the Disney Renaissance. Let me let me get my hands are shaking. <laughs> Mello, you're up first. <laughs> um, my best ending goes to The Lion King. And I kind of, I start this with, Simba coming back and getting his well-deserved revenge on fucking Uncle Scar and him taking back his throne. And then he has, it just starts again, the circle of what life that just fucking <laughs> lost the other round. I'm sorry. No, you're not. And we see those animals again <laughs> and we go through the fucking crowd yet again. So I'm kind flies of up. Too. And we see baby, I don't even know her name. What's her name? Kiara. Baby Kiara doing her thing. It's just literally a full circle, a happy fucking ending. Uh, um, who the fuck is next? Uh, you. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my best ending, my choice for the best ending is Pocahontas. Um, oh. Alan Mankin is across the board, I think. The Disney Renaissance alone has just boosted his his street cred. You know what I mean. But what he cred. does at the <laughs> what he does at the end of Pocahontas, it's a it's a track called Farewell. It's the last track on the score for Pocahontas, which I just adore. The final moments, she kisses John. They push him away on the boat. There are no words. There are no lyrics. It's just a score it's just a moment she takes off running there's this beautiful ultra ultra wide shot of the trees and the mast behind the trees as the as the ship goes past and a very tiny pocahontas just sprinting across towards the mountaintop she gets to the mountaintop there's a pause and the colors of the wind take Mm. her beautifully animated hair sweeps it away the leaves make their way to the ship he locks eyes with her she locks eyes with him and they just wave to each other and it is like so many other moments but also like circle of life her waving goodbye to john smith is a disney moment and i no matter how many times i watch pocahontas the ending sits right in my spirit and my soul <laughs> that's it's a moment man and there nothing is said there's no phil collins or people bryson 
on keep, the track. Hey, 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 hey. Keep Phil out of this. Keep Phil I love out them. Of this. I love Happy them. Phil. I love them. But there are no, there's no dialogue and or lyrics. Nothing has to be said. And you, you feel it in your bones. Pocahontas saying goodbye. That's it. Well, I didn't get to do the best opening with Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so I gotta do the best ending is Beauty and the Beast. Um, from the time Gaston falls off of the castle roof, we literally lose the beast. Like, the beast dies. And as a child, watching that happen... As an adult. As an adult? <laughs> watching that happen? I watched it right before we popped on just to make sure I was certain that this was the best ending. Cried my eyes out. Cried my eyes out. You get the connection between Belle and Beast. You came back for me. After everything he did, after all of his actions, we don't need to talk about what is it called? We don't need to talk about it. Just don't Stop don't answer me. Don't don't answer me. We don't need to talk about that. It's not about You that. asked. It's not about that. <laughs> despite everything, especially despite the way he treated her for the first half of the movie, someone genuinely cares about him and in his final moments, she's there for him. And that that moment is heartbreaking and then you get the I love you. You get the final rose petal to fall. You have, like, this is really the dark night of the soul as far as full stop as a child. You're like, oh my God, he died. That's the end. And then we get the fireworks. Down with the rain as his transformation begins. He's lifted off the ground. We get hand, we get foot, we get face. And he's hot. Yeah. What? He's hot. He's ugly. After the uh, transformation? Prince Adam, right? That's his name? Yeah. Yeah. He's Josh, you go, go ahead and sit this one out, Josh. <laughs> He's hot. He looks like Tarzan's brother, dude. And Tarzan is what? Hi. <laughs> so, the, I mean, the transformation for me is what makes the ending. The orchestration behind it is otherworldly phenomenal but then we get the whole closeout we get to see all of these characters who so desperately wanted to become human again we get to see them transform we get to see them reconnect as people and we get that beautiful final number in the ballroom with her yellow dress and we get the final image the final fairy tale image of the stained glass with the prince and the princess and the rose that is my entry for best ending there we go. Take us on a journey, Josh. I was going to say that! It's my line! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me take you on a journey. <laughs> I guess this could apply to you too, Rashawn, depending on when this takes place. But you had to hide your identity to enlist in the military. Through trials and tribulations, you save the country until this evil hun lays siege to your capital, almost kills your emperor, you fend it off, your secret identity is revealed. But then suddenly, all the people of, of this capital, they don't care. You save them. That's all that matters. They don't care who you are, who you identify as. They just know you're a hero. And here is the starting point to the ending of Mulan. Now, full disclosure, I wasn't going to do this until Lacey and I were looking at some of the movies, and Lacey pulled up Mulan, and I was like, I don't know. And then we rewatched it, 
That's a good ending, dude. Let me tell you why. It is purposefully not over the top. The the final fight is way over the top. Mulan versus the Huns, obviously. The fireworks, the action is fantastic. But Mulan comes home. She sees her dad. She says, I, I got crest of the emperor and I got this sword as gifts. The father takes it, throws them to the side and says, the greatest gift of, is having you as a daughter. Come on. They embrace. That's all. And it's simple. It's exactly father, daughter, love. That's all you need. Then we get one of the best jokes in the whole movie is the grandma. She brought a sword home. Why couldn't she brought a man? And then turns around <laughs> and then Shang is right there. Dude, horny grandma, 10 out of 10, never not funny. And then he goes and he agrees to stay for dinner. It's not like this overt, oh, of course they're in love now. No, because that's not realistic. That he just He's coming to stay for dinner and meet this family and meet Mulan as Mulan and hopefully girl-budding relationship. And then, of course, Mushu getting accepted as a guardian with his ancestors as a party. And then... Right before the energy dips, right before you think it's over, cue true to your heart by 98 degrees. Oh my goodness. Let the dancing commence. <laughs> Roll credits. Mulan, who wants to go first? Oh man. <laughs> Rashawn, I know you said not to say this. Okay. But I have not seen Pocahontas in a long time. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew so it. So damn good, though. And I warned your ass is not it? to say this, and you got it's us here and said amazing. some shit. Aside from, aside from Dig, the villain song, what's so good about it? We're not talking about the movie. We're talking about the ending. Okay. <laughs> Mel is like, I was talking about the movie. <laughs> I was talking about the movie. <laughs> I mean, the I, movie, I think the movie is good, but we're not, we're not debating I, the quality of the movie. I can't even picture the ending. I can't even picture the ending. There, I said it. I can't. You can't picture her waving. That's like You're a classic poker. You are a lie. Yeah. With the hair? We all wanted that her hair. Her hair, dude. I still want her hair. It's simple. It is so simple. I know there's a lot going on with the oh, that frame. choices. Okay. It's okay. so simple. And it, yeah, go. We're talking about simple. Mulan, baby. It's no, You just <laughs> described four different storylines. I, I took you on a journey to build up the one storyline. It was the storyline of Mulan returning to her family. And you took us on like four different other roads. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, yeah, the journey was a little long. That's my bad. But you had to experience the journey to appreciate the ending. Well, is it because I added the horny grandma? Because I have to. And Mushu and Shane. Well, yeah, I'm going to be part. honest. I'm going to be honest. Mulan's ending. There are a lot of great elements of Mulan. The ending does not stick in my head the way these other three do. What would you rather have? Of Out of from Mulan? or what, Yeah, what, what would have made it stick? There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying up against these three, the ending to Mulan is not an image. I think these other three have iconic images in my head that are concrete. Who needs images? We're talking about an ending. Make a make a best image category then. And then Boy, I'll I don't know what you who are Then you, I'll accept your argument. I am going to say I did not remember clearly Mulan's ending until we pulled it up and watched it. Cried my eyes out. There is nothing like a good father-daughter reunion story. Those lines spoken by her father are so heartfelt and sweet, and it's what she wanted from the first frame of the movie. That being said, I didn't remember it. And if I'm honest, Rashawn, I remember the ending now to Pocahontas because of your beautiful retelling, but that's not something that sticks out 
in my head as far I'm as... I'm sorry, I should have prepared remarks to help better my chances. Iconic endings. I, I remember a lot of Mulan. I love everything. Um, I think it's Pat Morita as the emperor. I love the, the kind of twist he does at the end when you've done this, 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 and you brought honor to your whole country and all of China just stands up for her. It's really great, but I mean, <laughs> Simba climbing Pride Rock is just... Look, that you want to know the truth? You want to know the God's green truth? Yes, sir. I would have said Beauty and the Beast, but Lacey came before me. Oh. Well, spoiler because, alert. Because, spoiler alert, I know no one's voting for Mulan, so screw it. I'm going <laughs> to unhitch my wagon, and I want to hitch it to somebody else's, because I know how to Mine? play no bitch Lacey's. Because she didn't even bring up my favorite part of the ending. Yes, of course, the ugly prince is there, and they kiss, and it's fantastic. We get to see all of the household items return to, like, Chip and Mrs. Potts reunion? Get the fuck out of here, dude. That's the best part of the movie. Let's vote. I, I said that. Oh, you did. And you the did? footstool becoming a dog. She did say that. Yeah. Why didn't I hear that? <laughs> I just blacked out. You was in your journey bag. You had to tell a story. Babe. I was, I was, I was reliving all of Mulan up until the end, so I could, ca- so I could, <laughs> so you could retell it all. Mela, take a stomp. My vote goes to. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. <laughs> what? Picture, picture she said it. Oh, she said it. Vote, her vote. Sorry. Counts. Well, Josh is voting first. Oh, okay. I, my bad. <laughs> you can cut that part out if you want. <laughs> I just go. Let's just vote. Let's just vote. I feel like this is a foregone conclusion. Just go, Josh. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Lion King. Um, I vote for Lion King. Well, son of a bitch. <gasps> oh, wait. And, and I then voted Mel? Beauty and the Beast. Oh, we have a tie. We have another tie. So how do we break a two-person tie? We got to call in a ringer. Who should we call? Where's Sam? Where's Sam? Is that where a guy could call in? Yeah, call Sam. Call Sam. No, don't call Sam. Sam is a life ruiner. He ruins people's lives. Call Sam and don't don't give him any context. Sam, I've talked. I talked to Sam about what we're doing. He knows that we're we're arguing about. So just ask Sam. We need you to break the tie. What's a better ending? Beauty and the Beast or The Lion King? Put him on speaker. Hey, it's Sam. I'm sorry I couldn't come to my Okay, that's fine. Ooh, oh, Sam didn't answer. Cute. Call Homer. Okay. This is making me sick. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Homer was our guest on our hairspray episode. Nobody's answering. Katie. Katie. Okay, I'm calling Katie. Please okay. leave your message for... Is this how we find out none of our friends actually like us? <laughs> <laughs> this is our brilliant friend, Katie who is in New York. Jen, a legend, an icon. She would answer by now. None of our friends like us. We don't Nobody have friends. We don't have any friends at all. All right, my turn. Okay, who are you Th- calling? Thomas. My sister. We're leaving all this in, so all of you who didn't answer can hear this. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> she hates you too, damn. <laughs> it's not acceptable. Please leave your message. What the hell? Okay, let me call. I I think Ray will answer. Ray, yeah. Okay, Ray. Okay. From our Death Proof episode. Fucking hell, dude. This is how we found out our family and our friends didn't like us. (laughs) Hello? Perfect. 
Hey, man, I was just listening to uh, you, Josh, Lacey, Carmela, and me argue. <laughs> That's great, because you are now on the mic right now. oh really (laughs) yes you are so we're in the middle of a um a showdown a disney renaissance showdown you're not not fucking with me i'm not fucking with you (laughs) and you are a tiebreaker uh about what um i can't give you any context i'm just giving you the two choices and you gotta make a choice okay uh go for it for the best ending from the disney renaissance out of all 10 films <laughs> just to just I'm giving you two choices, okay? Okay. The ending of Beauty and the Beast or the ending of The Lion King? Um the, what what's the ending of the Beauty and the Beast? He turns back into a guy? Yes. And then and then she sticks around with it. and the ending of The Lion King is that he he pushes Scar over the cliff, right? He climbs up on Pride Rock and he roars, yeah. Um, I gotta go with Lion King because wow. Beauty and the Beast is, um, it's weird that she wants to be with that guy after he's being such a fucker the whole time. Just, just hang up, Rashawn. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. We love you. <laughs> Alright, love you too. Bye. This is how frequently I call my sister. She just messaged me and went, did you mean to call? <laughs> <laughs> Five calls later, we got a tiebreaker. Thank you, Raymond. I literally think if any, literally anyone else had answered. It would have been Beauty and the Beast. It would have been Beauty and the Beast. And now I'm really upset. Hey, it's not. Move on. You got to blame Sam, Homer, (laughs) Katie, and Jess. We're going to get answers back from all of them. And it's all going to be Beauty and the Beast. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> Ray, any chance we had at being friends, it's over, dude. It's over. All right. The best ending of the Disney Renaissance goes to The Lion King. Thank you. That's a Thank that's you. a good choice. I know you're mad, Lizzie, but that's a good choice. It's a great choice. It's a fucking great choice, but I'm still upset. It's not, not how I thought that was going to go. Those four calls were going to be the death of me. I know it. I'm sorry. My lack of frequency of calling my sister is what ended up making you lose this round, Lacey. Can we stop talking about it and move on? (laughs) (laughs) Our next category is the best character out of the entire Disney Renaissance. Who's the best character? Not hero, not sidekick, not villain. Who's the best character? Random draw. Josh, you're up first. Turk from Tarzan. Lacey, you're up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not my pick. That's not my pick. That'd have been good, though. Turk's awesome. Shouts out to Turk. Um, Rochelle, let me ask you something. You're a writer. Okay. And one thing that most of the Disney Renaissance films have is the hero's journey, the writing style of the hero's journey, right? Ordinary world, meeting the mentor. If you know, you know. I would argue, I'm actually not asking anything, so sorry. I would argue that the most important part of the hero's journey is meeting the mentor. Yeah? Because that's how everything kind of jumps off. They can't, they can't further themselves if they don't meet the mentor. So my pick for the best character in the Disney Renaissance is the apex mentor of the Disney film vault. And that is 
Philoctetes from Hercules, voiced by one Danny DeVito. You can't give up now. I'm counting on you. I gave you everything I had. Listen to me, kid. I seen them all, and I am telling you, and this is the honest to Zeus truth. You got something I never seen before. Really? I can feel it right down in these stubby bow legs of mine. There is nothing you can't do, kid. Let me tell you why. He's fucking hilarious. Obviously, it's Danny DeVito. He's heartbreakingly sad at times uh, when you find out his backstory and why he doesn't want to train Herc and everything that's gone wrong in his life. But also, it's the moment when Hercules becomes a constellation It cuts back to Phil, and then someone in the crowd says, hey, that's Phil's boy. Lacey, did we not both cry when we rewatched it recently when that happened? Tears are flowing for Phil <laughs> Incredible. And from a story perspective, Hercules the movie doesn't happen without Phil. He is the, the, the perfect mentor when it comes to the hero's journey. Because without him, Hercules can't grow as a character and as a fighter. But he also offers enough of a foil to, to, to contrast Hercules and his journey. Hercules is this optimistic doughy-eyed, can fight the world, and Phil is the opposite. But he also, as Hercules grows, Phil grows with him. He begins to relent on that cynicism. And it's Danny fucking DeVito. Like, what else do you want? Pe Hercules has a live-action remake, and people are still saying that they won't see it if Danny DeVito doesn't reprise his role as Phil. Period. Phil Lactides, best character in the Disney Renaissance. Guys, if Beauty and the Beast isn't somewhere on this list, I'm going to be so <laughs> upset. <laughs> I might... I'm going to be so upset. Okay. I will be upset as well. <laughs> Listen, this I think was the hardest category for me to narrow down because you have such a wide spectrum as far as what kind of character. And it's just the character that resonates with you, a character that is your favorite or you think is the best. And when I was really thinking about it, you know, I went between, well, I love Belle. I love, who else do I love? I love fucking Scuttle from Little Mermaid. He's so funny. 10 out of 10. And then I was like, you know what? No. You know who everyone loves? Turk. No one has a problem with a who? flawless performance that can never and could never be replicated. People have tried. People have failed. People have done their best and done a good job. My pick for best character from... The Disney Renaissance is the genie from Aladdin, voiced by Robin Williams. The genie was largely improvised by Robin in the booth. Maybe it's because of how much I love Robin Williams and how much I still miss him to this day. Sam is calling right now. Too late. Too late, buddy. <laughs> Bummer. The genie has everything that Robin Williams has as far as a performer and as a person. It is eccentric over the top impressions comedy joy laughter there are true sincere moments of devastation and heartbreak for this character he's the most loyal character i can't say that i can't say that but he is one of the yes. most loyal characters throughout like, don't say that. Don't disney say that. history um, abu would like a word <laughs> and we get a hero's journey for 
Genie the same way we do for Aladdin. We fall in love with Genie the moment we meet him the same way we do for our main character, our protagonist, Aladdin. And we follow along on his journey of desperately wanting to be freed and be his own master, his own person. And that ending for him where he gets to, he shackles, I can't say that, when he's, ha! Anyways. She's, she's shook. I am so upset about Beauty and the Beast! Ah! Um. <laughs> 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 fuck all y'all I can't. she like pulls out a pack of cigarettes she's like fuck this look Mel and Josh are sailing okay I've lost with you so I feel your pain so I just don't think there is another character that is as universally loved remembered and and a more sympathetic and empathetic character in the Disney Renaissance than the genie. So I think the Renaissance has produced a lot of really inventive and fun and unique characters, the genie being one of them. I think one of their best, I'd say maybe the best invention is a singing talking crap. There it is. My choice is Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. I think when you talk about loyalty, maybe he's a little too loyal to his king, (laughs) but he's also very protective of his princess. He has two of the best songs, not just in his movie, but across all 10 of these films. One of them is an Oscar winning song. He's just, it's unique. People have maybe tried to replicate the, what Sebastian is in some form or another, but He's just so perfect and fun and lovable and try to not sing or dance along to Under the Sea or Kiss the Girl. Can't do it. He is the ultimate wingman. He said, I'm going to get this girl her man. And he does. He does it. I need a Sebastian. Sebastian, man. He's he's the best. That's my choice. So it wouldn't be a Disney showdown without a Disney princess. And... Mine is the Disney princess, Jasmine. Mm. I think the Disney Renaissance does such a good job with the princesses because they all are kind of track through the whole movie isn't about a man, essentially. Um, And some would argue that Aladdin, maybe. But I feel like that isn't really her journey. She would rather be on them streets in a burlap wool <laughs> hood than have to marry J- Jafar or anyone else that her father deems as a good man. And I feel like she's such a great role model for little girls watching her. Your Majesty, I am Prince Ali Abawa. <laughs> Just let her meet me. I will win your daughter. How dare you! All of you, standing around deciding my future? I am not a prize to be won. Oh, dear. And I feel like she's just tough, and she doesn't have, like, this classic... I feel like Pocahontas, too. She doesn't have this classic Disney princess voice. It's just her voice, and it's so tough, and it's not, like, the same as Cinderella or Snow White that we had back in the day that was kind of, you know, soft and... 
girly and you know woodsy or flowery or whatever it's just like a tough female role that she yes she's in this this gold but because she has to be rather than she's like if I had to choose I'd rather just be out there like any other woman in the world and I feel like she can fight her own battles but everything around her wants to fight for her and her best friend is a fucking tiger okay (laughs) (laughs) so that's my choice Okay. This is a good one. I really don't have anything bad to say about any of these Mm-mm. for once. Honestly, I had the biggest crush on Jasmine growing up, let me tell you. We know. Uh, we it's know. The, it's the hips. Uh, come on. Um, oh, <laughs> I do want to go back to Rashawn's, though. Okay. Because if I remember correctly, you have played Sebastian, yes? Yeah, that's correct. Prove it. Sing it right now on the mic. Do <laughs> I'm not it. Not doing this. Please. <laughs> no. Someone give me just... a xyl- xylophone. If we get to a hundred thousand downloads, will you sing on the pod? I'll I'll sing if you guys vote for me through. Oh my god, that's not fair. <laughs> that's really that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> that's actually tempting. <laughs> I didn't know we were bribing. Now, I mean, like legit. I mean, if you know me, you know how much I love a good sidekick. Mm-hmm. I d- y'all can talk shit on Phil all you want I don't care I have for once I have nothing negative to say about these choices I honestly thought Rashawn and Lacey's picks were gonna be a Josh pick so mm. I can only imagine how hard this is yeah I mean that that moment with Phil at the very end when his eyes tear up mm. always gives a lump in my throat always yeah. that's Phil's boy it's so good um, it's and the genie man, the I genie. mean, yeah, fuck, dude. I had Should like just... all the little toys, the shirt, like I the memorabilia. Yeah, I had it all. Yeah. Should we just vote and and rip the bandaid off? Because yeah. there's gonna be some hurt feelings at the end of this. There so sure let's just do are. it. Let's just do it. It's fine. Yeah, let's I go first. It. Um, yeah, Mel, you're first. My vote goes to the genie. My vote goes to the genie as well. Uh, I vote for Sebastian. My vote goes to the genie, obviously. <laughs> Yay! That's a clean sweep clean. from Lacey. Clean sweep. Baby. You know what? My heart is... I just want, for the record, Sam responded. Beauty and the Beast. He said Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I just I just want it on the record. Well, you know what? You won this round. I so. sure did, but I swear to God, if Beauty and the Beast isn't on this list... There's still two more categories. <laughs> <laughs> the best character from the Disney Renaissance, deservedly so, is Robin Williams' genie. Each time we do a list episode, and it almost always lands us, it's the category in the middle, whatever it is, is the most uncontested answer every time. Yeah. Uh, our next category is probably, I think these last two are going to be very, very these are gonna hard. be brutal. I did not think opening and ending would be as hard as they are, and I knew these would be hard. Yeah. So we're in trouble. We're in trouble. If the first two didn't make people angry, they're gonna be angry with this one. Mm-hmm. This category is the best song. Lord Jesus. And there's a lot. Like I said, 17 Grammys, man. Let's do it. Um, Lacey, you're up first. The first thing I think of is the I Want songs. The part of your worlds, the bell reprises, the 
one jump, you know, the the active protagonist introducing the story. But when I really sat back and thought about it, when I really sat back and thought, what song from the Disney Renaissance carries the most weight for me, is the most delicious, is the most fun, and is one of the most well-voiced, I had to go with Poor Unfortunate Souls from The Little Mermaid. Very good. Pat Carroll's rendition is un. Lacey, you mentioned delicious. That's a good segue. Mine, I think, encapsulates a lot of the arguments that we've been making in defending some of our choices. I think this has great vocals. I think it's got great humor. I think it is in line with the piece. It knows, it understands the assignment. And I think it's iconic in the same way that the Circle of Life song is iconic. It's got deliciousness almost near the beginning in the form of gray stuff (laughs) and my choice for the best song is be our guest from beauty and the beast amazing ensemble piece the singing is great choreography of the animation is fantastic it's joyful it's loud it's fun it's what disney markets itself to be that is literally the last thing i would have expected and i am so happy right now (laughs) same we love a curveball we love it on the mic uh last minute audible so earlier we talked about Rashawn. you talked about beautifully drawn animated hair so mine goes to part of your world from Mm. the little mermaid that oh little merms coming in with two little merms (laughs) coming in hot with two you can't tell me whether boy girl that you ever were in the tub doing part of your world with your hair or in the swimming pool doing part of your world with your hair this is like Lacey said an I want song this is the little mermaid song this is the song you got thingamabobs I got fucking 20 bitch this is the song swimming ready to questions and get some answers what's a fire and why does it what's the word burn when's it my turn wouldn't i love love to explore that shore up above out of the sea it is so good i like this is a song that people sing at karaoke which is it, the people just do drunkenly, not drunkenly. They want to show off their talent. This is the song. I want to real quick, Lacey can confirm when this movie came out, I shaved my head for all, all, the entirety of my growing up. So I physically couldn't have done the part of your world with my hair in the pool. or the. Well, top. you still have now. You could do it. Just wanted to make that very clear. <laughs> and I would venture to guess maybe Rashawn probably didn't do that either. No, I had long hair once. I'll, I'll send you <laughs> Please. <laughs> I had cornrows. Um, so, um, I love a good I Want song, but more than that, I love a good I Want song that comes from a villain. Mm-hmm. And I know it's coming, dude. I had three choices here. I know. I 
can see the light at the end of the tunnel, I know how this episode's going to go. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie um, that we've talked about before is one of the first, and I think one of the only in the Renaissance to incorporate religion. And this is a villain who wields religion and political power as a weapon. There's a lot of songs in the Disney Renaissance that are about love and about I want, but this is a song about lust. And the fact that Disney put this in a movie, this movie is dark overall, but the fact that we get Heaven's Light that transitions into Hellfire, how it's animated, the vocal performance, what he's actually talking about, Frollo is terrifying. And it's not, he's not terrifying because he's a villain. He's terrifying because of what he wants as a villain. This is a song about how he wants to wield his power over a woman. And if she doesn't choose him, he's going to sentence her to death. thing i think disney has ever done in one of their animated films and it's a fucking great song Mm -hmm. hellfire is my choice why couldn't you all just pick bad songs (laughs) (laughs) okay here's what i'll say what i want song of of a movie of a disney movie is always it's always they're always good i can go the distance part of your world bell like all of them are always they're always Bonjour. Good. It's the it's Bell Bonjour. reprise. Thank you. <laughs> That's her I want song. One jump reprise. Another absolute masterpiece. But there's uh, something about it because because it shows up in every one, it, it, it loses a little a little bit of the zing for me when it comes to best of all time because you could like all the ones we listed stack up against each other. But like a good villain I want song doesn't always happen. And I'm sorry. The the middle of Beauty and the Beast would fall out if it wasn't for Be Our Guest. It would drop and the energy would sink to an almost unsalvageable level. But Be that Our Guest drastic. <laughs> Be Our Guest catapults Beauty and the Beast that, is doing just fine as it is. In terms of energy, you meet all of the supporting characters at once. You understand all of their wants and needs, whether it's just to fuck a, a duster or to help Belle out whatever am i wrong you figure out (laughs) everything they need they're more special to me that's it that's my opinion and big ensemble flashy numbers feel a little more genuine to me there i said it i mean i'm not gonna fucking fight you on be our guest (laughs) like that's not happening like two two notes all they don't even need two notes you just need two acapella words of someone going be our and Everyone knows what that is. If we're talking about everybody iconic, like, knows circle, what look at this stuff means. Right. This is look at this stuff. That's double. That's double the letters. Everyone knows part of the world. Everyone knows the whole fork as the fucking comb. Okay. And the hair. I mean, it's in the reprise, but the hair flip. Like this take this is into consideration. Take this into consideration. I can sing along to be our guest. I can sing every part. 
You know what I can't sing along to? Party World. You're a boy. Yeah. That's I drop it an octave. I don't care. I a lot of girls can't sing along to that song. I'm talking if about if y'all vote me in, I'll sing Party World. Oh my don't. god, Rashawn, don't. <laughs> He's never in, going to sing for us ever again. If you vote me in, I'll sing the entirety of Be Our Guest. I'm having such a hard time. Rashawn, my runner up song was Out There from Hunchback. Ugh. Yeah. And Hellfire is just as good, but it's the villain version. It's the yin yang of it all. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it is a flawless number, and it is performed flawlessly. Um, and it is dark, and it is scary, and it is, I mean, it, it's it's amazing. Mella, I can't count the amount of times that I have sung "Part of Your World" at karaoke or just while cooking dinner. Sorry, Josh. Um, a lot. It's a lot. I love Little Merms, and I love that song. And Josh, with Be Our Guest, I didn't think about it. Rashawn, this is kind of coming back to bite you in the butt. But your comparison of Circle of Life being the introduction to Disney is how I also feel about Be Our Guest. Literally a welcome song. Mm-hmm. I would put I would put Part of Your World above that. What? Part, Part of, of your, your world, world was almost cut. Part like, of your world was... did not make it in the first cut of Little Mermaid. That just means it was a close call because it's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. What is so good? What does that mean? It's a close call because it's a masterpiece. I'm it was a close to... call that they almost cut the best song in the, in the movie. I mean, I'm... there's when you watch Waking Sleeping Beauty, there's a, there's a clip of Jody Benson in the booth singing Part of Your World. And it is just, you're watching magic happen. That song is just, it, it is Disney in the same way that Circle of Life is. It, it's Disney. I'm going to make sure I can outlive you so I can put in quotations, he was almost cut, he is a masterpiece on your fucking tombstone. <laughs> for, how, for how little sense that makes. I am not saying, that wasn't the same statement. I'm saying it was a close call. Because that was a masterpiece. I'm still putting that on your tombstone. Whatever. You're not writing on my tombstone. <laughs> I have a I have a feeling poor unfortunate souls is out, so I just wanna talk about it for a minute and how it's so good. How amazing Pat Curl's Ursula is, especially in the singing of that song. And it it's still to this day, the the kids that I nanny you know, would sing along to it. And that would be the villain song that stuck out in their head. You're not playing the three and eight year old Hellfire from Hunchback? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. I mean, (laughs) it's dark. I get it. It's dark. But two minutes before that, you get Quasimodo. They're singing about the same girl. They're singing about the same girl. Quasimodo's in the bell tower carving out his Esmeralda doll. And he's singing to the heavens and he's like, maybe someday she'll look at me and it's soft and tender and Quasimodo's so good. And he's just wishing that this beautiful woman would look at him the way that she looks at Phoebus. And then halfway across Paris, this horny politician is talking about, no, I also want her. But if she doesn't want me, she's going to burn at the stake. This is a Disney movie. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And she's dancing in the fire and it's erotic and lustful and it just doesn't feel right. But this man is so complex. He's such a fully formed villain. 
it just doesn't feel right, but it's it's so right. It it, it I'm, works. I'm gonna say this, with the exception of maybe Aladdin in the Renaissance that I can think of. If a sh- if a movie has, well, no, does Jafar even have a song? Yeah. Yes, it's one of the best. I almost brought Wait, it, but it was not gonna it? last. Oh my god! It's what the is Prince Ali reprise, and it is so, so good. good. That's it's right. So I almost brought good. it, Prince Ali. Well, okay then. Not even that. There's not a lot of Disney movies where I prefer the hero I want over the villain I want, and that includes Little Mermaid. I think Poor Unfortunate Souls, and it, and I think it's all in the performance. Hand me a Spotify with only the Little Mermaid soundtrack on it, and I'm going to I'm going to under under the sea first, and then I'm going to Poor Unfortunate Souls second. It won't let you skip. I it just know. goes right to part of your world. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, back to Lacey's point too. Be Our Guest is literally, Disney uses that in their marketing now. Their insignia for like, you're welcome here. We love you. That's part of the same way. It's part of your world. Yeah, I know. No, the same way (laughs) Circle of Life is. Oh, now it matters that we use Circle of Life. Is intrinsically Disney. Are we we voting or what? Let's just vote. Let's just vote. (laughs) What are the choices? Part of your world, poor unfortunate souls. Hellfire, and be our guest. Yeah, I. Uh, oh my god, I, I vote for be our guest. I also vote for be our guest. I vote for Hellfire. Oh, I vote for be our guest. Let's go. It's a great choice. It's just fucking Josh. Fuck. Hellfire a- is so good, Rashawn. Just- Think about it as if you, think about it as you putting Beauty and the Beast through. If that makes you right. feel better, right? I don't care about that. I wasn't I, talking. I to do. You. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna lose this one, but boy, am I gonna go down swinging? <laughs> Our last category is um, best villain. Oh, the, arguably the most important. Of I think part it's of any the, yeah, movie. the most yeah. Right. You have to have a good villain. I don't really have anything else to say. Lacey, you're up. I don't think any villain gets as bad as a villain who kills their own brother, accuses their nephew, and then tells everybody that their nephew also died along with their brother, and assumes the role of king of Pride now, Rock. This looks familiar. I've seen this before. Let me think. Oh, yes, I remember. This is just the way your father looked before he died. And here's my little secret. I killed Mufasa. Scar is the scariest as a kid especially, but even now, Scar is one of the scariest villains in all of Disney's history because he's family. He's someone that you should be able to love, someone you should be able to trust, and that doesn't matter. And he sings one of one of the best songs in, in all of Disney history with Be Prepared. And he's also charming and funny and mm-hmm. everything a villain should be. Um, so mine is Scar from Lion King. Mine goes out to the deepest, darkest sea witch that I know. The one and only Ursula. Yes! This 
this bitch gives no facts like not one <laughs> and she has no remorse about any of it like she's been doing this shit for years and while scar is pretty fucking awful this is just a one-time thing for him yes he reaps the benefits for many years to come but ursula has been racking up these fucking souls she's got tons of them in her little cave she's on a fucking kill streak she's on a streak dude and she's crunching little shrimps to use as her lipstick <laughs> she, does not, she does not care and i feel like that is the pinnacle of a villain they just reap all the benefits they don't care and they look so good doing it and i feel like that is ursula to a t i also can we talk about how she becomes like one of the scariest monsters massive at the end when she climbs onto that boat with like her fucking arms (laughs) gross see you later lover boy so for this i need i need i need the class including me to really really exercise the concept of separating the art from the artist please because my choice goes to hades from hercules hades in hercules is so goddamn funny Every joke he says, and shouts out to Pain and Panic too, the the little comedy trio that Disney created for Hercules is top tier. It's either funny or very scary. Like when he loses his temper, especially remembering back, watching it as a kid, it's like legitimately scary. Mm -hmm. And he is about this close from succeeding in essentially destroying the Greek god Pantheon. <laughs> he is one good deed from Meg away. In terms of deeds done by these villains, Hades is unmatched. He freed the Titans and he almost took out all of Olympus and he's fucking hysterical while he does it. My name is Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hi, how you doing? Uh, not now, okay? Hey, 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 I only need a few seconds and I'm a fast talker, all right? See, I've got this major deal in the works, a real estate venture, if you will. And Herc, your little W, may I call you Herc? You seem to be constantly getting in the way of You've it, got okay? the wrong guy. Hear me out, you little... Hear me out, okay? So I would be eternally grateful if you would just take a day off from this hero business of yours. Jeez, I mean, monsters, natural disasters, take away today, okay? You're out of your mind. Not so fast, because you see, I do have a little leverage you might want to know about. Hades from Hercules. I love this movie, actually. It, we haven't talked about it yet. Um... And there's a reason why I love this movie so much is because I put myself in this movie with the main character. I would run downstairs, I'd put on my backpack and I would just put on the movie and I would run around with the movie. I loved it. Couldn't tell me shit. And that's the rescuers down under. This gentleman that wields his rifle, Percival McLeach, not only is he a poacher, he wants to kill this very rare golden eagle, Marahoot. He also has this hideous lizard <laughs> inside who just loves eating eggs. <laughs> same, bro. <laughs> Which, same, yeah, but scramble them first. And then on top of that, after he's endangering endangered species, he's okay with feeding a little boy to crocodiles. 
He's Same hideous. Or, or, He's bad. <laughs> like genuinely, like seeing a human be that scary even in yeah. cartoon form was really traumatizing as a kid like he's very and very scary also he's just ugly he's not cute no he's ugly. <laughs> ugly. belly ass motherfucker <laughs> oompa loompa body ass bitch <laughs> um, that's my choice uh mccleach he's a piece of shit and i love marahu such, such a good creation that eagle is like one of my favorite things katie's calling me back <laughs> But it's okay. <laughs> it's too, too late. late too late, y'all. As, as Ursula says, it's too late. Homer voted for the Lion King. <gasps> Homer voted for the Lion King. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, Homer. <laughs> Whatever, Ray. I didn't ask you. <laughs> we have Scar, Ursula, Hades, and McLeach. So the question is, are we grading these on how scary they are or how entertaining like you know what i mean where Best what makes villain. a good villain yeah what, but what makes a good villain is it how much they scare you how much you root for them Mm-mm. how how bad what, they are how yeah how evil are they especially with disney villains where and i could be wrong but it feels like one of disney's first goals with villains is to make them as charismatic as possible and that does i don't mean likable i specifically mean charismatic kind of in a sociopath way where you're like God, I can't stop watching this guy. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what a good villain is. Is Do I love watching him? Do I love to hate him and hate to love him? Mm-hmm. And yes, I do love to hate Hades. Hades is, is funny and evil. And he just gives no fucks. He does. He you, actually... shouldn't, you shouldn't be laughing. but Right. It's just, yeah, that's what it is. You shouldn't laugh at his shit because like, you're like, wait, no, he's God of the Dead. I shouldn't, I shouldn't like him. I shouldn't be laughing with him. But here I am, uh, driving the chuckle bus. There's one God. You don't want to get steamed up. Here's something I will say about Hades, though, that kind of knocks him down around for me is that I am always sure that he's one step ahead, and I don't know that that necessarily detracts from the storytelling for me. But like, even rewatching it recently. Hades, mm-hmm. Hades is fully in control. So like that element of combativeness and that element of will he succeed, will he not succeed, that doesn't really exist for me in Hercules. It's more of just like, okay, how is Hercules going to get out of it? Well, I think that's what makes it a good movie and what makes Hercules so compelling is Hades is so good. He's literally Hades. If Hercules can beat Hades, who's always a step ahead, well, shit, Hercules can do anything. I think that enhances Hercules' story and Hercules' arc and who and showing who he is as a hero. If the villain is almost unbeatable and then the hero manages to beat them. Yeah, but there's like a lack of I don't know. There's a I, I guess I miss the the I miss the development. I miss the the plotting. I mean that's part of a villain's like how we connect with a villain at the beginning of the story is their plot and their how I'm going to do it and then seeing them execute it. And from the very beginning, when I mean, he's right there when Hercules is born to kill him. I don't know. There's not that, I don't know, lack, I don't, I'm like fumbling for it, but there's not that development. I will say, first of all, uh, Lacey, I think Sam would have been your own, only chance. Katie fucking said Lion King? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, thank you, Katie. (laughs) 
She's not having it. Beauty's on the list. Beauty's on the list. Lacey's blocking all these people as soon as we hang up. <laughs> Blocked. And the, the three of you. Um. So, I, all I of these. I Beauty and the Beast, by the way. You did. I love you. That's why we're married. <laughs> all of these villains have sidekicks. But I think Scar is the only one that literally gets his hands dirty himself. He he does the killing himself, and it's his own goddamn brother. Yeah. So Shit, yeah, that's kind of I would take that into account. I mean, I'm biased. I think start. Ursula yeah. does too, though. As a last resort. Yeah. Yes. And she can't really use her own physical form. I feel because she's like obviously gonna give it away. Um, <laughs> but then. She does anyway, and she's, like, bigger and badder. And she's like, I don't care. I'm getting this bitch's voice. It does not matter. This is what you promised me. Scar is the only one, at least in the beginning, he's the only one whose plan goes through and works. You know, he's king of Mm -hmm. Pride Rock for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And nobody else accomplishes their goal. Kind of the OG motherfucker. Daddy. But I love oh, Ursula. I mean, Ursula's Ursula's so, so good. She's goddamn that bitch. good. How many how many villains are based off of a drag queen? Right. One. To me, this is harder than the song. Shouts out to Tarzan. Didn't get any. Yeah. A little love song. to Tarzan. <laughs> great, great opening. Great opening. Tarzan's tar, the thing with Tarzan is Tarzan is a, a jack of all trades and a master of none. Come stop your crying for your eyes. I mean, it's great at Rosie. Rosie's great. Come on, turn! Glenn Close. <laughs> That's true, Glenn Close. <laughs> I feel like we're stalling. Yeah, I know, because yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> All right, let's just vote. Let's okay, just let's vote. vote. Uh, my vote's for, I mean, duh, my vote's for Scar. Don't me? kill me. Ursula. I think Ursula's... Shit. Shit. My vote is for Scar. My vote is for Ursula. Oh, my oh goodness my Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, call one of them motherfuckers now. They buy their call, phone. Should I call Katie? I just talked call to Yeah, Katie. call Katie. No, don't call Katie because she already gave a Lion King answer. We uh, know she's going mean, to pick Lion different. King. It's different. It's, it's different. different. Hello? Am I going to be famous? You are famous now. You're on the You're on the mic. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we got another choice to make, and we need you. Oh God, okay. Um, you probably can't hear them, but everyone is here. Hey, hey Katie. I can only hear you. Okay, that's cool. They say <laughs> hi. Hi. So we're down to our last category. It's the hardest category. It's best villain. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. And we have two choices for you. Ooh. Okay. We have either Scar or Ursula. Oh, you didn't just do this to me. Oh, I have to go with the girl Ursula. Ursula? Yeah. Let's go! Katie! <laughs> any reactions? I know, they're screaming. They're so happy. Yes, Katie! I mean, Scar's an expert villain. Yes. Obviously. Um, he's actually probably the worst, but Ursula, like, it's her whole essence. You yes, know? yes. Stage but Scar did kill his brother to take over the kingdom, which is Stop, up. hang up. She, hang up she, voted, she, her, she voted Ursula. Let They're her turning on you. They're turning on you. It's, it's, it's making it worse, but if I had to like, pick someone to be friends with or someone to like 
emulate, it would be Ursula. Hell <laughs> yes, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. We love you so much. We'll talk to you in a second. I love you guys so much. Love okay. you. <laughs> Thank you. Love you. <laughs> no problem. Bye. Bye. There also, you have it. it. Ursula. Yeah! <laughs> Little Merms is on the list, baby. Woo! Also, Rashawn just voted for Beauty and the Beast. So That's my sister-in-law. Our best villain is Ursula. Yay. Come on, Urs. We did it, you guys. Woo! That was a doozy. That was a doozy. But we made it. We did. And now, our feature presentation. Round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup du jour, hot or d'oeuvre, why, we only live to serve. Try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. They can sing, they can dance. After all, miss, this is France. And a dinner here is never second best. Go on, unfold your menu, take a glance, and then you'll be our guest. We our guest, be our guest. Beef ragu, cheese souffle, pie and pudding on flambe. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. You're alone and you're scared, but the banquet's all prepared. No one's gloomy or complaining while the flatware's entertaining. We tell jokes, I do tricks with my fellow candlesticks. Put it all in perfect taste that you can bear. Come on and lick your glass, you want your own Stressed, it's fine dining, we suggest. Be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. Oh, and there is one more thing. you. <laughs> Me too, Al. <laughs> no matter what anybody says, you'll always be a prince to me.
to 50 episodes, you guys. Cheers. Yay, we did it. Are we still friends? Yeah. So. Yeah. I want to go to Disneyland now. Oh. <laughs> shout out to Herc. Shout out to Tarzan. Shout out to Rescuers Down Under. Mulan. We love you as well. This was fun, guys. This was fun. Look at us. Look we at survived. us. Survived. Thriving. But I think that's it for our 50th episode of When Cinephiles yeah. Attack. Once again, we want to say thank you all so much for being here this far with us. We hope you continue on. We've got some great episodes coming up, some more guests. As always, we would love if you liked, followed, rate us on Apple Podcasts. You can find this in all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your shows. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. Let us know what you would have chosen and how you feel about our choices. And if you want to show us some love or you have a suggestion for a new episode, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashawn, Mella, Josh, and Lacey. 50 episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We'll catch you you next week. We love you as much as we love Disney. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God.